What do you mean, you people? James, James, James. As I'm scrolling through Facebook waiting for the intro music to end, I noticed that there is a, a thing you shared about Tool. Yes. And I want I was wondering just how it wrecks do you get every time something new happens with Tool? Like if there's just the minorest update, are you instantly like six to midnight or <laughs> I wouldn't say it's what I what I've really been waiting for, and I know this this episode won't air until the 5th of August. Today, uh, Maynard's supposed to be on Joe Rogan's podcast, and it was supposed Hasn't to be... Hasn't he done Joe Rogan's podcast yeah, before? Oh, yeah. A couple years ago, but He this, did it like four or five times, actually. Like, yeah. he teased it, like, I'll be on Joe Rogan, and there'll be announcements. And it's like, okay, because everything's kind of been not exactly direct. It hasn't been like, yep, it's 100%. Like, you have to understand, we've been waiting... 13 years for a new album yeah it's been a long ass time so yeah it's kind of yeah i i'm a little worked up because it might actually happen and i know it's going to be their last album so it is what it is but i'm yes very excited i will not be working now will it be the last day. maynard album like will no. there be like perfect circle album still oh, yeah perfect circle pussifer pussifer he already said is going to have another album coming out in a year or so like, yeah. So this is just the last Tool album that you're geeked out for. It fulfills the contract. So they signed a contract for five LPs, and this will be the fifth. And based on the everything you can look at, says they don't get along terribly well. I don't really believe they're going to sign on for any more. Yeah, they'll probably tour together forever because, like, something like Rolling Stone or Billboard pointed out, they make something like three quarters of a million dollars for every show they do, you'd be an idiot. It's like for one night's work, yeah. fuck, sign me up. They right, make, just rack that out for fucking two years and never do shit again. Yeah, like uh, I think Billboard said they made, Billboard or Forbes, like they played three shows in the US before going to Europe this, like for the last two months. They made over $3 million on three shows. Where were those shows? I'm guessing LA, New York. Birmingham, Alabama. Fun. Um, Somewhere in Kentucky, I forget where. Why the South? Because they haven't played there in fucking forever. So they did They did the central part of the U.S. and then they went to Europe where they haven't played in decade or more. So it was just like, oh shit. And those shows were, like I've seen the videos. They were on fucking point. Like they brought it. I got to give them credit. Like, you know, they didn't half-ass it. But I am very excited. Isn't that a bummer when you love a band and they half-ass it? Yeah. They, they, and they never really have like not that i've ever been to but like you know maynard has that kind of voice where like when he screams and shit it just crushes his voice so then he doesn't sound as good later in the tour which dude's fucking yeah. 52 53 maybe i, I don't hate the guy for like a okay of, dial that back a lot of rock musicians rock musicians have that problem like the singers do or like if they're a huge band like later on in life they can't hit those same notes they could when they were like in their 20s like right. Led Zeppelin, like if you heard oh. what's his face try and sing, it does it three octaves lower? Yeah, Jesus, <laughs> rubber plant. Yeah, it's fucking can't do it, man. Oh yeah, it could be just a change in their voice, or just you know the motherfucker like to drink and smoke, and that shit affects your body. So yeah, 
I like to drink and smoke. It affects my body. That's not true. I don't drink. But I like to smoke a lot of weed. So should we get a keg of White Claw for the party? Can you get a keg of White Claw? He can. Just he can. announced on Friday that yeah. they're starting to keg. I would. I'm, fuck it. Might as well. It's either going to be that or Natterday. That's hilarious. I got four taps going to be pouring, yeah. so I might as well have like If something. you get White Claw, you blow through the White Claw. I guarantee it. Oh, of course. Especially with some of these white girls I got coming. Yeah. Shit. I might not be here. What? Why? I'm going to be late. I, I, I'm going to be late as hell, though, because okay. uh, they start... I don't know if you've seen that thing I did unfit. The dudes, they started filming the second season. So oh, shit, that's okay. the first day. And it's from like. So like white people late or like not white people late? Like white people late. It's like I'll no, be I'll there be at late. 8 I, Like the, he's talking about to 12 <laughs> to where he's filming. Oh, shit. Just because like to where he's uh, a lot of stuff he's doing is like, you know, it's kind of a favor. So the places they're like we were there when no one else is there like overnight or real late. So. That's why that is. I'm mean, a couple of times we're filming overnight in some gyms and stuff, but you know it is what it is. But I'll be here. I'll I'll be here. I'll that's, probably be tired as fuck, but I'll be here. That's Hamill's birthday, man. I'll be here. I'll, I'll make sure I make it here. And then like shit, Carrie got some shit going on. Her people got something going on that I was supposed to go to, but I don't even think I'm gonna go to that because I'm gonna be over here. So, <laughs> if you're a listener, hit us up. You might get invited to the party. Yeah, do Drink it. All the beer. Yeah. Or the White Claw. Yeah, we have White Claw on tap. I wish we could get the demographics as to male versus female listeners. Because uh, the only one we can confirm is Justin. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no. It's a it's a girl, too. It's some girl that she's pretty active on like the page. I thought that was Facebook your one. girl. No, nah, that's not my girl. It's a white girl. KT so, or something. It's a white girl on a horse, I think. I think she's like. <laughs> I haven't. I, 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 <laughs> uh, white women. I haven't. I honestly, haven't some looked. White claw. I know she. She's uh, commented a few times. And she's liked a lot of the uh, the posts. Yeah, I see. Nature. Oftentimes, one of the first to to like anything we put up. And so I just never. I figured it was somebody that was. Anthony Armstrong associated. No, nah, I think it's somebody you work with. Do you need the girls you work with follow us? Yeah, I Mo- think, Molly. I think that's what I think it's Molly. Molly hits that all the time. I think it's Molly. Fucking, uh, I'm trying to think of else would. I don't know. Maybe it's no. I mean, I know that Demetrius is. Either great. way, we're having a party. Yeah. If you want to come party with <laughs> yeah. us and you can get to Denver, what's up? DM us through the fucking through our our fucking our show profile. We'll fucking give you the address if you're. Not a bot. <laughs> oh, we're inviting all the bots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're all Chinese. Dude, if robots showed up, that would be an awesome party. I don't know. Depends on what they show up for. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> true. true. Yeah, but I'm assuming they're showing up for White Claw. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, <laughs> man. It's just so fucking nasty, too. I've I, never had I've it. had one, and I didn't like it. Whatever. It wasn't great. I'm trying to stop cursing, so. What? Oh, fuck you. I'm trying to stop cursing. I am. Why? Because I don't want to curse no more. Fuck that shit-eating <laughs> grin. Yeah. What is that shit-eating grin? <laughs> I don't want to cuss though, but I'm not. I'm gonna try not to. See if I can't work it out. You think you're better than me now or something? <laughs> <laughs> What's your motivation what I, for that? Huh? What's your motivation for that? I just don't want to cuss no more. Then like, you gotta throw it like he wants to be his best him. Exactly. What I don't, don't want to because when you curse, he wants to work clean rooms. Well, no, oh, no di- I'm, my, my material always gonna be dirty because life is dirty, but. <laughs> I just don't want to cuss no more. I'll cu- I'll cuss in terms of I will cuss on stage, but like in terms of just general conversation, I want to stop cursing. I'll curse because that's just an act on stage, but in general conversation, I want to oh. stop cursing. 
Yeah, no, I just... Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just starting, so it ain't going to be no better right now. (laughs) Jesus Christ. We'll see if I can't work it out. That joke you told last night about the Chinese, man, I mean, (laughs) then you got to throw that away. You can't have that. (laughs) That... That's a funny ass joke. He's, what the, I, can I paraphrase it or no? Or, or just tell oh, it? Just which, which one are you talking about? Yeah. The one about uh, 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 Frankenstein? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. It's not even a joke. It's just something I thought I was saying. It's, <laughs> it's really funny. I said, I think black people invented white people to fight the Chinese, but it backfired like Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> I did see. So you're you're in what, like week three of your Facebook ban? Yeah, I got like seven more days. I saw somebody that got uh, banned for saying, fuck Canada. <laughs> and they got a 30 day i'm like really there's a whole song like yeah. they wrote us if i posted that song am i gonna get fucking banned that's blame canada not fuck canada yeah it is yeah. seems it's different they call Anne mary a bitch though so that might get you you're right <laughs> <laughs> and that bitch in my right too blame canada i mean blame can i say fuck you ever em? been banned from facebook no I don't. I don't say. I don't say. <laughs> you see how quickly? No. I don't say inflammatory offended. things. Have you ever offended? Been? I suggested. You? Oh, in the early days, dude. I yeah. I spent more time banned than not. Really? How? Uh, just putting like fucking anti-government memes and shit up. I don't trust the system. Really? That got yeah, you man, banned. You start putting posts against cops up, and they they'll they'll throw a quick thirty days at you. Really? Oh yeah. Wow. That's, crazy. That's why I don't fuck with Facebook anymore. That and everyone else on Facebook is crazy. I just don't have time for that. Yeah, shit. no, it's it's it, I, scrolling through it makes you want to just hate hate everything. But yeah, like, I typically don't even. I put what I put up there. I respond to respond. Who put shit on my stuff? But I don't. I don't go scrolling through that because everybody's like, <laughs> I don't even yeah, check my notifications. People are crazy. No, why I, don't you check your notifications? That's because I just don't give a fuck about Facebook. Don't get the, get the fuck off there if you don't give a fuck that much. Don't be on there. So don't people can't contact you if you're not going to. Uh, no, Messenger's right? different. I, will. I just like having it so I can comment on people's shit. Like, like no, randomly. it's it. It gives you a a, a look at like how people think. That's why I use it for like where people leaning on these topics, this, that, and the other. Like I say, to be a good comedian, you got to have a knowledge of what's going on in society, a working knowledge of like what people think, what they feel, so you can know how to approach a topic more efficiently. So that's why I do it. So. Oh, see, I just everything gets the way I see it. I don't care the way other people see it. I'm but you're performing you for I other people, it. though. You're not performing for yourself. I, I'm not once you, once you, I'm performing for myself. But as soon as I like, as soon as I start taking other people's perspective into it, it's not true to me anymore. You can be true to yourself and taking other people's uh, perspective into account because you're performing for other people. So, what do you want your jokes to do? Be funny to you, or be funny to other people. I mean, it's well proven that my jokes are funny to other people. Okay. <laughs> but but why not go the extra mile to get that extra oomph out of your joke if this is what you want to do by knowing what people think about your joke? You see what I'm saying? Before you put because, it out there. Because my joke's not written to know what other people think about it. I'm writing my joke to but get it out of my head. But you're writing it for other people, though. You're writing no, it for No, I'm other writing people. it for me. It just so happens that I'm good enough that other people think it's funny. I, that's an interesting argument because I... I've never heard a comedian take the perspective that you're taking Armstrong, like where it's like, I got to understand my audience and therefore write to that, even though it's not necessarily that it's not like you're placating them at all, but it's like, you're, you're describing like doing research to understand like what's going to hit. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, there is some element of knowing what's going on in the world. Therefore you can have topical shit that's, (laughs) topical as opposed to just esoteric ideas but i think generally speaking you 
your audience comes to you because they know who you are, not like you. They're like, oh, he's going to write something that makes me laugh because he knows me in that way. But you that, know what I mean? But that's I'm the whole thing I keep telling well. people is that when you go out, they come out to make a connection with you, whether they think that subconsciously or they think it consciously is not. They want to make a connection with the person on stage. So it's better made a connection. If I know what you already think or I have a working knowledge of what you already think, now I know how to approach a joke. Now I know how hard to stump on a joke. I, it gives me a lot of different variables of way I can, can manipulate my joke on the scene to make a joke, you know what I'm saying, give it longevity, make it hit harder. But that's just me because I, I believe in art as an art to study every aspect of it to get as best as I can. You can do what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's your art, so do what you want to do with it. How many groans do you ever get? Like groans? When you, like when you tell a joke and people go, oh, like where you've just like hit them where they don't even know how to laugh to, at it. I get them, but I like that because that lets me know it made you think, it resonated with you in some way, even if it was a negative way. But now I can play on that because I already know why I hit you negatively. I already have, like I say, when, before I say something, I already know how the general public thinks about it. I've already taken the census. I may be wrong. Most of the times I'm not. But so I go into it. So I already anticipate your reaction. So if I get a groan, I probably did it to get that groan just so I can work off that groan because I wanted somebody to groan so I can explain to you why you're groaning. So you're like three, four steps ahead. Exactly. Yeah. Like last night, that audience was fucking terrible last night, man. Yeah, they weren't very good. They were fucking terrible, I mean, man. Then again, I, was all, I wasn't great. I wasn't, I was okay. But, but man, you... <laughs> What? Look, people got to understand, hosting is a different muscle than being a comedian. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah there are yeah. so no. many people that cannot host. Dude, yeah. there's so many terrible hosts in this town. They just think because they may be funny on stage telling jokes that they can host. And that's not what hosting is, man. And they get up there and they try to work material. And they're trying to work new material that don't even work. And then you sit, you put the first person up to like, go ahead. And it's like, dude, now I, I got to warm the crowd up. I'm the host now. You know what I'm saying? And that's just the spot you fell in. That's why when you said you was first, I'm like, oh, shit. Because I've been there before. I know yeah, how the yeah. hosting no, position I've works. I've taken plenty of bullets. Yeah, so yeah. who hosted? I don't know. A couple of guys. Uh, I can't. I, I can never think of doing that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. But it wasn't either of you. No, no, oh, no, okay, no, okay. no. No, I mean, I, I realized that when I hosted my mic. Anyway, I did not a very good job with it. And that's why I don't have it no more. On top of other reasons. But... I did realize like hosting is not it's not the same it's, no, it's and it's actually harder and the thing that sucks about it is that it gets no respect so some people who like are good at it don't want to do it you know what I mean like I had this discussion with you with Bear we, we, yeah we, oh it's thankless work yeah but like, like but like when you're good it's it's when you're good at it you're one of the rare ones but the people that are good at it normally don't want to do it because they want to like headline and feature the host makes is, the show which is yeah. you can have your own show. That you host, that's fine. You can still headline it and stuff like that. You got a lot of black comedians that made their whole life off of hosting. Yeah. Look at Martin. Martin made his whole life off of hosting Def Comedy Jam, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? One of the greatest hosts ever. But like I say, he was fucking crazy. So every day he going out there with a different set of material. He's playing off the audience. He's playing off of all this stuff to where he's not going out there and telling these static jokes that he would tell if he was in the show. You know, and that's just how you got to be as an artist. You got like yeah. you say, it is, it is harder than just getting up there. I hate hosting. I'll do it I like hosting But I don't want to do it As like uh, Like I got a show And I got to host it Every time yeah. I don't mind hosting Every now and again You know what I'm saying If I'm on a cool ass show Where I know everybody From the kill I'll host the show I'm like fuck it I ain't, I ain't worried about Pulling up any weight I'll just host the show You know But it's like If I know if it's a show Where the show just isn't it has a couple of comedians that aren't that good. That means you have to work twice as hard as the host. Yeah. Because you got to bring that energy back up yeah. as soon as them motherfuckers got to stay. So. Ooh, I hate hosting showcases. I hate it. 
I fucking hate it. Like I say, it just depends. It depends. Hosting an open mic is like, it's one of those things like, it almost feels altruistic. Altruistic? Altruistic. Yeah. Because like, I'm giving back to my community. It may only be like that same 15 comics every two weeks, but like, I'm teaching these comics to understand not to run a light. I'm teaching these comics how to properly hold a microphone, some of them like... It's like teaching it, this generation of comics and like it's like opening up it's like opening up a boxing gym. Yeah. Like that's what you're doing. I mean it's yeah. Oh, that's a that's a fair point. It's like I think most people don't realize when they show up to like a open and people are I think people that are not comics are afraid to show up to open mics because how uncomfortable do you get as an attendee as a as a you know, as an audience member, yeah. when they are a bunch of new people that like, are just like, bad, like they don't have, they don't yeah. under, they don't stand on stage well. Like you can tell as soon as they go up and grab a mic, you'd be like, "This is like this dude's like fourth. Oh, time. you can tell a lot of things. Like like when they do the fucking like uh, like ums. Uh, when uh, what's one? Uh, they don't move the mic stand. Like when they stand, like <laughs> pull the mic out, believe the stand right in front of them. I yeah, love that. Yeah, they do. Yeah, that's one. That's a telltale sign. It's like you're new. Yeah. yeah, there's there's some mechanical things of comedy that you should just do unless you you're not doing them to play into your style. Yeah. I've seen people do that, but like there's just some mechanical things that you like like you say. That's move a good the point. Mic stand. Like you pull the mic out and you put yeah. the stand somewhere out of your oh, way so that people me. aren't yeah. looking at it the yeah. whole fucking night. Because yeah. it's just the way humans are. It's going your eyes going to be drawn to that slender thing in the middle of the stage and not you. Be like, why is that there? <laughs> I need to figure out like is it there for a reason? And then if it is, awesome. Like if it's like yeah. a running gag, that's a whole different thing but like some comics don't want to hold handheld mic they want the they want the mic stand yeah i had a friend of mine i was like that but usually like you pull it out it's like let's get this out of here we're not going to need that well if you're going to use I like a stand. stand i use yeah. a stand a lot i'll use a stand sometimes too you know so I, what are some other I'm like not a fan of it. immediate like up oh, first time on the, on the mic not looking at the audience looking up yeah. i hate that blow Ooh, that pisses me off so what do you do to overcome that do you just like pick someone be like that i'm Who gonna me? start here oh yeah. no i love eye contact no, I love, no. oh yeah dude i'll make eye contact with anyone well, how do you how do you up? get better at it yeah but like what's your first step like you know okay pick somebody even if it's somebody you know and just like kind of work it's like i'm okay like talking at this person and to the point like i it's taken me years to some, work at t- looking at some, everybody that sits on a some, mic with me some more style more, more established comics what they'll do is they'll find the one guy that's not laughing and fucking just look at him the whole time and, and make him laugh and try and break him they'll find that one guy that like won't like everyone else is dying it's a club everyone's fucking laughing uh, pay, don't pay before I ever did comedy I was always good at like just telling stories at like house parties and shit or whatever and I learned early on that if you make eye contact with as many people as you can make eye contact without being a weirdo about it like it keeps people engaged longer yeah that's why I like I scan the audience a lot of people oh, yeah. when they talk if they do look at the audience, they'll look at the people right here in this area I make sure I come all the way over here. I look over here. I look over here to let these people know that I am engaging with y'all and y'all yeah, not yeah, left yeah. out. You know, oh, that's a great point. Like yeah. that because that's something that for me, like you catch me sometimes when I go off and I'll be like looking over here. It's like I, it's part of it's because I'm just coming off the top of my head and I need to like focus and I don't want to read your fucking faces. Yeah. <laughs> but it takes some effort to actually make meaningful like eye contact and with that, a human with like Jim Norton always said it best and it was not on this topic but he was like there there's a s- difference between an endearing glance and the long maniacal stare of a psychopath <laughs> <laughs> 
But that's the thing. Also, what you said was very important. Make it meaningful. Like I'm looking into your eyes. I'm not looking at your face. I'm looking dead into your eyes. So there is some connection yeah. being made there. You can feel it. You know. Yeah. There's definitely eye contact versus glancing in a direction because you can see comics do that too. Like you'll yeah. see them looking at feet. You'll see them looking up towards the ceiling. Yeah. But their head is always dead on. Yeah. It's, it's almost like a mannequin with robot eyes. It's kind of fucking creepy. <laughs> so let's. Con- I, I kind of interested in this topic. What are so we got like the eye contact? We got the like mics. Uh, what else? Just swearing like a fucking sailor with fucking Tourette's. Like I mean, I mean. Oh, because it's a crutch. Well, no, crutch, you. Yeah. A lot of people they use curse words to fill in voids that yeah. they don't have anything to say, but they think they should be saying anything. Like that was me when I first started. They just fuck, just fuck, fuckity, fuck, 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 fuck. Just instead of like a pause, like a silent pause, we just <laughs> the word fuck. Yeah. Like, I mean, I just, well, it's like arms when arms. I first met Hamill, the, my favorite thing he ever said to me, we were doing a clean show. It was supposed to be PG-13. Yeah. And he looks me dead in the eyes and goes, dude, I use fuck like a comma. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's exactly what it is, though. Yeah. It's, it's a comma. It's a mental comma people would use. They yeah. used to bury uh, Bob Kelly for that. Yeah. Fucking, fucking, like, yeah. I forget. Fucking dude. Some yeah, yeah. comment, some other comic was just like, oh, I went to your show. It was literally like joke, and then five minutes of fucking, <laughs> fucking dude. <laughs> you know what I'm fucking. <laughs> no, it's, but it's the thing you got to like protect, because I've done shows before where I've like, I remember I did a show with uh, Will Mearser once. I'm up in, uh, it was in Greeley at some, uh, at this place, uh, uh, it was a fucking. It was a like a. God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fucking uh, fucking. Uh, oh, I told you. No, I, it was like a. Um, they make like spirits and shit there. A distillery. It, thank you, distillery. Fuck. And like, I did like thirty minutes. He did thirty minutes, and I did all right. It'd be pretty good, and I recorded it. And then he goes, uh, but after the show, he goes. He goes, yeah, that was great, but you broke the fuck meter. <laughs> and, and then I look, listen back, and I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, it, but I wasn't using fuck as in like, like I was just doing right there. I was like, I would just, I was using it as like a, like an exclamation point. Like I'm like, you know, saying the word fuck a bunch, but I'm like, it's got some meaning well, to it, I guess. I don't know. And that's another thing I learned too, like word placement is huge in jokes. Sometimes you can have a joke. If you just rearrange the words, the joke will hit 10 times harder than it would. Oh, yeah. You know, and like, yeah, you only really want to use curse words for emphasis on things or the curse word has to be a a prominent feature of the joke for you to say the curse word. You don't want to curse frivolously. I think one of the things I notice the most, especially with like new comics, as I do with like new people on a mic doing a podcast or doing radio, is people are terrified of dead air. Terrified. That was of one it. of my favorite things on fucking when we were originally doing Use Your Words back in Montbello and shit. Uh, me and Hamill, like it, me and any host I ever had, we would get super high, and whoever the guest is would be super high. And sometimes we'd just, you'd get like 30 seconds of dead air, and then one of us would be like, yeah. and then we'd start going on something else. Fucking Zach Moss, dude. He did this show twice, and then he promised he'd never do a podcast with me again. Uh, <laughs> We had legitimately three seconds of dead air, and he flipped out and went into, like, FM radio morning show mode. <laughs> it was awesome. He's like, so, yeah, we're uh, we're here at this apartment. We're smoking weed, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, dude, what are you on, remote or something? <laughs> yeah. That's how I used to be, man. Like, because I, I, I performed in Boston, and I'm a, I performed the World Series of Comedy, and the guy that runs it, he I, like, I won uh, the satellite that was in... Um, 
Colorado Springs a couple years back. And he told me he's up there like he's like, dude, when I first seen you perform, you was a gun. He was like pop, 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 like you know what I'm saying, joke, 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 joke. He's like, now you're just you letting it marinate. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I use negative space like a motherfucker now. Like I'll tell a five minute joke and probably a minute and a half of it is just me sitting there letting people get their laughs all the way out. You know what I'm saying? I'll let people know like I take my time. You know what I'm saying? I let yeah. people know what's going on. Like I say, you when you get to that confidence level. To where you know you fun You have faith in your ability to be funny And make people laugh It opens up everything to you You can sit up there and just have a conversation with them And insert jokes But you can have a legitimate conversation with the audience You know, Like that that set I did last night That was completely off the top of my head Like I did two jokes that I know I'm going to do And the rest of it was just whatever And I just went off the way the audience was going When dude interrupted my one joke Yeah I remember that You know what I'm saying Then yeah. like okay switch gears And go into this shit you know you crowd work is fun. I feel like crowd work is kind of like hosting. It's not a skill that every comic has, but every comic thinks they have it. Well, but that's another thing about like doing crowd work and knowing what people generally think about topics helps you out. Because what I like to do to make the audience make it seem like it's more like intuitive is that I'll go to the audience and I'll say something that I know will prompt the audience to say this or a person will say this and that will lead me into a joke so that makes the whole experience seems more lifelike it doesn't seem like it's just this thing that he does all the time he was talking to me how would he know that i was going to say this this that and the other because i know people because <laughs> i research people kind of like the weird sociopath of comedy <laughs> <laughs> but that's the but that's the thing though. It's like if you want to do something, man, this is what I'm learning about just everything. When you want to do something, become dis disciplined in it. Learn it from back to front so you can be a master in it. You see what I'm saying? A lot of people, they're good at this or they're good at that, and they just negate all these other things because they well, I do this well, people respond to this, so I'm not gonna worry about that. But then you don't know what situation you'll be in to where you may need that, or that may be the thing that held you back for something. And I don't want to leave any of that to chance. So I all I'm always researching stuff, I'm always learning different things. Just so I can be a more interesting person to tell better jokes. All right, what else? What uh, what other advice would you give to a new micer? You know what I hate? Uh, I hate people that put the mic right here on their lip. Oh, that bothers me. I I know it's like professionals still do this to this day, and I know it's just because you don't you don't feel confident with ha having the mic just here. You need something to hide behind. I don't even think it's that. It's just they want to. Uh, they're so soft-spoken that unless the microphone is right there, it doesn't pick them up. It's not even that. It's, it's people that's not soft-spoken. I've soft seen spoken. a lot of that. Though. It's just a comfortable thing to do. You have it right here. You don't have to move it because a lot of times people don't. People can't move and keep the mic with them at a decent, you know, a decent di distance to where it's like they can do it. It's like it's always they got to be right here. It's just a confidence thing. Let the motherfucker come from here so you can do shit. I don't. I just that's just something I don't like. It's, it's not anything you can do it and be a great comic. I just don't like it because it looks weird to me. But you're you're absolutely right. There's uh, you see legit professionals that just kind of rested on their chin. Yeah. And like okay, if there's you know um, who's a good Gaffigan does yeah. bits where he'll do that just so he can make it super breathy. Yeah. But that's fine. But that's you're using only, it in that way. But that's the only it. reason to do it is yeah. for that effect because yeah. I mean most of us a fist away. Yeah, and easily. not this kind of fist, yeah. like what lesbians call a fist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the old duck but what, it, fist. what I've learned though, is some people though they're unaware of their mic hand, and they'll be telling the joke, and they'll be talking and take the mic away from their <laughs> mouth, dude. 
and all the time. Yeah, so all the time. So that they put it there, so they know that it's there. They can feel it on their chin. That's so they why don't I move use it. a stand because, like, when I'm on stage and I'm getting into it, I get animated with my hands. Mm-hmm. Like, if I know that's, that's a self that's that, a self awareness. Like, yeah. this is what I'm going to do. So I need the mic to just be a, here, exactly. and I know that it's there. I just I know it's right fucking there. If I need it to be closer, I can move closer to it. Uh, if you're a brand new comic or any performer, consider the microphone an ice cream cone. You want to hold the cone, not the ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> you're not a fucking rapper. Uh, so you're not a rapper. You are not a fucking... Even if you were a rapper, now you want to be a stand-up comic. Leave that rap shit somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. I've like seen you holding mean, the microphone, yeah. like cupping it against your mouth like you're fucking Tech 9 <laughs> is just as retarded as holding a gun sideways because they do it in hood movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you yell at a guy one time. At my dude, head. I've yelled at so many. Dude, like, I saw you slowly <laughs> devolve into it. You're just like, you're like looking at me being like, this motherfucker, dude, his hands. Fucking his hand. Look at his hand. And I'm like, I'm look, look at his hand. I'm like, yeah, he's kind of grabbing onto that thing. Like it's like, dude, he's yeah. cradling it like it's his first blowjob. Yeah. He's just all over the dome. And then you just like, I see you just get more frustrated, more frustrated. And the guy, and then you yell, yo, hold it by the fucking, like you yell. Hold the cone, not the ice cream. Yeah. And then he just walked off stage. He's like, okay, like, well, thanks. Bye. I'm like, but I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know. Some people, they, they don't want to hear advice. So that's the problem. Would you advise like, okay, so someone, would you, do you want people at, open mics do you want just yeah. like a whole shit ton of fucking people well, there to like support it what or is wait, wait, wait what define people like uh, people that don't know any of these comics as opposed to like hey you know oh yeah Hamill man says, if you if you have an open mic because that's what i was cultivating with my last open mic like i had probably about six regulars that were never done comedy were never gonna do comedy but they sure as shit showed up every thursday to watch comedy and in a bar that only seats like 20 people, if you've got 12 comics and six regulars, like that's a full room. That's fun. Oh, no, that I agree. But this is like you're describing a lot of people working stuff out, getting yeah. the guts to do some of this on a, at a larger venue, one where people are there to see you as opposed to, oh, they have a comedy show. So there's something going on while I'm drinking. You know what I mean? Like it, it's a different attitude. Do you want fans of comedy in there or is it? better for open mics to be like here's working shit out and i have people that are going to be nice about it well or be critical in a professional way what, okay so what kind of mic do you want like what See, kind of, you're yeah. describing five different scenarios but you're pitching it as a this or that no that's and that's fair so educate me on that <gasps> like, because okay, I go, i've gone to open mics there's some bunch. mics there's some mics that are just basically writer room mics where it's like you're just there and with six other fucking comics in a coffee bar and you're just doing all new stuff. Yeah, you're trying to get your timing. Yeah. You're just trying to hear it out loud and say it <laughs> to a mic in front of people. That's what a lot of the, when you go to a, a mic and it's just all comics, that's pretty much what you're doing because they aren't really giving a fuck. They ain't trying to pay yeah. attention. Or it could be a mic where it's supposed to kind of be a, a fucking advanced level type of thing where it's like you're trying to convince people who don't want to hear comedy to hear comedy. So it's like and one I've, step below a showcase. Hey, listen, I've yeah. done fucking shows during a Patriots fucking playoff game and fucking like Saugus Mass. That shit sucked ass. <laughs> but like we made it kind of work. We got maybe a couple people to turn around and watch. But like, dude, I mean, I've been in those scenarios before and I think we all have. But that's, that's the battleground though right there because if you could crush there, 
you get they put you on a, a comedy uh room stage, comedy club stage, it's yeah. over with. It's a done deal. That's why I say I was in I was doing breweries and bars and shit for so long working out my material to where I was getting little responses. But I'm like, I know you put me on the stage where people come to hear comedy. This is this is murder. You know what I'm saying? So once you start killing them rooms, it's like fuck. I, you can put yeah. me in any club and I'm gonna kill. My my friend Lou told me he's like he's like He's like, he's like, uh, we were at the Comedy Connection in Portland, Maine, which doesn't exist anymore, but we were there, and he's just like, he crushed one night. I was like, holy fuck, dude, that was great. He goes, yeah, this is nothing. It's like fucking shooting, the f- it's shooting fish in a fucking barrel, dude. The room's... De- the yeah, place dude, is when des- you're yeah. in a comedy club, getting laughs in a comedy club is like going hunting on someone's 10-acre farm. Yeah. Like, oh, the buffalo, it's over there on the other side of that fence. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's, why I, that's why I call... Here's your I call, 50 cal. I call yeah. Comedy Works my ego booster. Yeah. <laughs> I go up there, I know I'm crushing... It's inevitable. Yes, and because I they're and, ready to laugh. Yeah, and yeah. I, I I actually use them as like an open mic because I I know I'm funny. I know I have a perspective. You see what I'm saying? So I'll go up there and do new jokes and see how they work out there. But a lot of times, if I take a new joke there and it's the first time I do it, I don't even take their response as being real. I take it to the breweries. I take it to the bars. If I get the response there, I'm like, oh, this is a legitimate joke right here. Yeah. Because you get in comedy clubs, dude, you fart on stage sometimes. If they like you, they're laughing. They fucking fall out. They see, especially at comedy works, dude. Yeah. Like I've only seen two people bomb, but I've seen hundreds of terrible sets. You see what I'm saying? Oh yeah. No, I. Uh, yeah, well, because those people paid to be there, man. They paid for parking. But, they paid for babysitters. Oh, yeah. Like they're they're all, all fucking shit. looped they, up. They, yeah, they fuck, they're yeah. ready to fucking laugh. Yeah, the building's built for it, basically, like aesthetically. No, I've been having issues with that club for some reason. Like, I'll tell jokes at other places and they'll crush, and then I'll tell it there and it won't. It works. Yeah, I it, it, like the like the grandma cunt joke, right? I've told that repeatedly all over the fucking place, and it's like, and it's a joke that I've literally made people like when I start the joke, they'll go, "Ugh, this guy's he's saying an awful word," and then I explain why I'm saying it, and they actually will like sit back down, listen, and then laugh. Right. I mean, it's an endearing tale of the word well, cunt. Yeah, that, yeah, it's, it's the word cunt. Can I give you some advice? Who me? Yeah. Okay. Why do you tell that joke? Because I, it's endearing and it's about my grandma and it's about, uh, because I just like to see the reaction on. I, so, so it's you. It's you're telling a joke for your own purposes. Kind of, sort of. I, I like to. Be, I, what I like doing is being able to see people go, eh, and then I bring them right back in. I, I like being. So, able what to does do that, that joke offer the audience? Uh, <laughs> a new perspective on the word cunt. Maybe? Takes them for a ride. But are yeah. you? Are you? Are you? Packaging that in that way of like, this is whatever. I think it's your introduction to the joke because you go into it and it's almost like you want the word cunt and you punching a grandma to be the funny part, not the overall idea of the joke. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You really got to think about why am I telling this joke? Because when you understand exactly why you're telling that joke, it gives you so much more room to develop that joke because there's a perspective behind it. So you can take it in so many different ways and angles and things of that nature. See what I'm saying? And I've heard him tell the joke. It's a fucking funny oh, yeah, fucking I, joke. It's I a laughed, funny joke. I laughed my balls off the yeah. first time I heard him say that on stage. I was like, that's a fucking killer. Yeah. But I understand your point is just like we're in a we're in a post-cunt age. Exactly. And so you kind of have so, to like you have to maybe bury the lead a little further yeah you, you have open to, with cunt and then there, explain it exactly explain to me why you're saying why should i be okay with you saying this what is the point what is the oh, what is the greater point to this joke besides the word cunt and you being in love with your grandma saying it what's the overall what's for me as the audience what should i take away from this joke 
you know, you got to think on those levels when you write the <laughs> he joke. He said, what's the over-under on the, <laughs> the hardest part of that is going to be make, keeping it as funny as it is. Yeah. I mean, you can keep that same joke, but it may be just the way you package it or the way you preface it yeah. or something. It's the preface because I think you might lose, like, I haven't seen you do it in an unfriendly room. But knowing the time and place of this world right I told now, it the, I told it in a fucking lesbian bar, and they loved it. Also, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. lesbians are great for comedy, man, because they've caught so much shit for so long that they just want to have a good time now. Yeah, yeah. But That's if true. anyone's gonna be offended by the word cunt, especially if you're not like that. a hateable white male. Also, let me yeah. say this: your confidence level dips and rises. Like it's so crazy. Like you were not confident. Monday, you were not confident. Dude. I started off kind of, yeah. Yeah. Matter of fact, you specifically said in your joke, it's not an MRI machine, but later on, we talked about the tech, you said MRI tech. I did do that, didn't I? <laughs> Fuck. That's, that's confidence. Yeah. That's yeah. you, because you start you start stirring a little bit. I'm like, oh, uh, man, he's. Yeah. Yeah. Because you weren't getting the responses. Fuck them. Yeah. Like, do it for them, but fuck them. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Don't let their reaction. Detour you from having the confidence to tell the joke because a lot of times the confidence that's in a joke makes them laugh. Sometimes they don't have the confidence to laugh at the joke, so your confidence in telling the joke gives them the confidence to laugh at the joke. Okay, okay. that's a fucking great statement. Yeah, because I've uh, you're absolutely right. I've seen joke where it's just like holy fuck, he just delivered that where it's like I disagree with the entire content of it, but it's like when you say it with such conviction, you're just like. Fuck, that's funny as shit. Like I oh, it doesn't even that. necessarily. Requ- uh, it just has to feel real. Like I can say the craziest. Like I can get up on. I've literally done forty five minutes about jerking off before. It's not the <laughs> that highlight. Of, it's me. not the highlight of my comedy career, but I had to know if I could do it, and it turns out I can, or at least at one point I could. Uh, but the way like my stage presence is so calming. Like there's nothing aggressive about my stage presence, other than I just take up a lot of space. But, like, my pitch and my delivery is so calming that I can talk about any crazy-ass thing I want after I've got you to laugh at, like, two jokes. Like, I can take you anywhere. It doesn't fucking matter as long as it feels like it's real. Yeah, I, that I would agree with. You want it to feel yeah. genuine. I mean, that's why exactly. most of my good sets that I have, like, when it's, like, a whole good set where, like, the whole from start to beginning, wire to wire is good. Is when I hit the first joke and, and 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 they laugh. The second joke they laugh. Then I feel like I have momentum, and then all of a sudden, like I feel like I, I'm just like I'm playing with house money. Mm-hmm. But when I don't get it, well, yeah, you you just gotta go up that. You gotta yeah, box me up. You gotta you gotta create that man. Like yeah. sometimes the audience just ain't gonna give it to you, man. You gotta di- you gotta punch them in their fucking head. Like you know me, I'll go up on this. If I go up. <laughs> And I know I'm on a show where people are legitimately funny. I will go up and I will cuss the fucking audience out because they know how they acting. They see it. <laughs> yeah, no. And yeah. I'll tell them, y'all are shitty fucking audience. What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, dude. Like, if 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 I know there's a joke that has just worked a bajillion times, like it's that ace in the whole joke, like, and then the room just stares at you like you're a Martian, I'll be like, fuck you, that's funny. And I'll then give, that'll get a laugh. I'll give you a perfect example of that. We were doing a fucking contest <laughs> down in the Springs at the Dab Lounge. And uh, Jacob Rupp had this joke about uh, Napoleon's penis being in the fucking like in a museum because it's one third chocolate, one third vanilla, one third strawberry. <laughs> and no one laughed. This dude in the back, fucking Anthony in the back, goes, "Hey man, fuck you! That's hilarious." <laughs> like, way, way, I'm talking like way in the back, and like the whole crowd was like, well, "Okay, yeah, that's pretty." <laughs> and then you got a clap break. Yeah, not even a laugh, a clap break. Yeah. So one of the things that I heard recently that made me fucking laugh 
like like stupid laugh that people don't get to see me laugh that way is like uh, I forget which comics were talking about it, but they were like talking shit and they were like, "Hey, what are you guys doing tonight? Oh, I'm gonna go watch you bomb at this club because he yeah. was gonna go up." And then they were on the sides of the stage. And they were doing the things that would turn the crowd against him because he started crushing. And then he said something. They're like, oh, that's terrible. Like, so they, the audience would just hear people saying that. And it was just his friends trying to get him to fucking bomb, which is fucking hilarious. Yeah, but yeah. you can't be like that with people these days, man. Because no. if you, if, nah, man, you can't. Like, that's cool. Like, me, I will. Like, I'll laugh. I'll start laughing. Motherfucker bombing. I'll start cracking. Oh, up. I know that for a fact. <laughs> I know that for a fact. Dude, there was a night where me and Armstrong had a conversation across a smoking bar. Like, what we had to have been 20 feet apart, right? <laughs> I remember that. It, it started, yeah, it started as a simple heckle, but the comic asked a question. Like, I think, like, I said something smart ass. The comic asked a question. Armstrong answered the question, and then I responded to Armstrong, <laughs> and then me and Armstrong just went back and forth for like forty-five seconds. In the middle, of this guy said he's just standing there, and Mike dumbfounded, like, "What?" But that was funnier than his set, though. So fuck him. <laughs> here's what I don't get: like when you hear these stories, when you hear like the current guard, if you will, the established comics, the touring <laughs> comics, whatever, they look back on these like getting fucking shit on. 10 years later is like badge of honor. Like, can you imagine? I guarantee God damn the way that fucking Patrice used to bury motherfuckers. Like, here's my girlfriend. And he'd be like, why are you with him? A perfect example (laughs) of him. Kevin Hart told a story where he goes, he goes, I was on stage one time and all of a sudden the fucking telephone book flew on stage (laughs) and it was fucking Patrice. He threw it on stage. He's like, read that motherfucker. It's funny than your set. Like, you know, yeah, Kevin and I'm, Hart. And I'm sure it, like, yeah. crushes your soul well, in that moment. What he said, though, he goes, he goes, now it's like whenever someone talks shit about me, I'm like, I don't, do you really think that's going to hurt my feelings? Exactly. And yeah. you have, like, some of the, you can do a fucking 10-minute bit on, like, the experiences you had of, like, oh, shit, I got fucking verbally abused by somebody. Yeah. And then made me a better comic. Here I am. And well, let me tell you how funny that shit was. Well, this is the thing about it. You have that spirit of competition in you. So if somebody shits on you. Your first thought in your head should be like, I ain't going to let these motherfuckers keep shitting on me. I'm going to get better. But motherfuckers start crying. They don't get no better. It breaks them down when somebody criticizes them. Because that's not- they never had to get better before. No matter how good or bad they did, they still got the same trophy yeah, and they as feel everyone like else. They feel entitled to do comedy. <clears throat> And have people laugh at them. I have yeah. a okay. So I'll also, put this out to the listeners. Oh, real quick though, also I think it's there's an ego problem too, where people are like, I, uh, me, you're telling me that I should do this. Who are you? I see that all the time. I see that not not towards me, but towards other people or whatever. If someone gives someone advice and they deem them not worthy, you but, know, then it's like they're like, oh well, fuck you. And they don't listen. But I have to I I, go ahead. Sorry. What I was going to say is I want to ask listeners out there if any of you are educators of any level. If you know an English teacher that's been in the game for a minute, you know, that one that's about to retire, he's been there for like 25 fucking years, I want to see a paper, like a final draft of an essay from his first year teaching to what's happening now. I want to see it because I got to believe that people's inability to take constructive criticism has diminished over the last 
quarter century to the point that it's just like good paper billy no edits no and you read it and it's like wow he, there's like a period after every third word and an emoji of a clap when he gets really upset like <laughs> it, i i have to believe that because it's it, people have like no ability to eloquate themselves anymore but this will not be the acceptable language like when they tried to make ebonics a thing yeah but we tried to force that down their throats instead of just like stop teaching Dude, english we've come to the point to where everything is oppressive even the fact that you can't do something, somebody telling you that is oppressive to you. But this, that's, this is what happens when everything gets good. Everything's good right now. For the most part, everybody can eat, everybody can fuck, everybody can do all this shit. And if you can't I'm do it legitimately- I'm still saying stage seven. You guys you, going with me on stage five, but I'm saying stage seven. Sure, it's just, I, people are just, I don't know. It's just, it's, this is what happens. You How can, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> How can you not think we're at the peak of humanity right now? Because people are literally asking to be back in bondage actively. We're going to be voting next year for potentially for people that are advocating that the government just give us money so that we can live without doing anything. That You're beholden to someone. Nothing comes for free. We are actually a good chunk of the world is asking for this. We're well beyond it. Like, we're literally like, we can't do it ourselves. Fucking enslave us again and do whatever you're Yeah, but we also live in a world where people can buy $2 million supercars. That's all we live in a world where you have a computer in your pocket. Guess who's going to be providing for all of them? Because it's like, oh, great. I get some fucking literally slaves. We're advocating for this. Dude, do you understand that collectively the human race is trying to to create a world to where we can have all of our pleasures? And not have to. We're, we're trying to create a 100% time of leisure. We have so much time on our hands right now that you really don't. You really don't know how much time you got because because people think they don't have time. You have all the time in the motherfucking world. You we've separated our lives into work and play. That's it. You go to work. So you got work. You go home. You watch your favorite shows. You drink. You go out. You do whatever. You go to sleep and you do that. And that's all we fucking do. You don't try to educate yourself. You don't try to develop your mind at all. None of that shit. And what people need to understand is that, like, you got a lot of motherfucking adults out here whose mind and emotional level didn't develop past 10 years old. So a lot of motherfuckers out here thinking, like, oh, you this age, you're supposed to have this type of mentality, something like this. But, no, you don't get that ment- that type of mentality just from being that age. You get it from developing your mental prowess, and people aren't doing it. People are taking all the time in the world that they don't spend working to be to, to indulge in their pleasures so what they're doing is they're trying to get rid of work they're trying to do the bare minimum like work at burger king and they want a living wage so they can go but these aren't people that can't eat these are people that have netflix these are people that have big screen tvs these are people that drive cars that they can't afford these aren't people that are hurting eating things like that these are people that want to do the bare minimum and get enough money so they can have pleasures like everybody else i don't disagree with that you see what goes on like i mean social media is i think a, a huge reason for that is because people only post their best life oh yeah people are making millions of dollars a year on instagram by doing nothing more than posting shit on instagram because they're good looking or they're doing something interesting did you hear about the like ban on instagram no people are like fucking about to kill kill themselves so in a number of countries on Instagram, you will no longer be able to see how many people liked a photo. Yeah, because it's oppressive. It's oppressive for somebody to like someone else's photo over yours. People lose their motherfucking mind. Yes. And it's almost like, but this is the thing. It's, it's a psychosis that's going on, especially in kids, to where it's like, if you don't see them, 
Like literally on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, something, they don't exist. In their mind, something's not clicking to where it's like I have to do these things to where I have to exist in real time. And real time now is on internet. That's why you have people that are willing to, the, the quickest way for somebody to know who you are is to get in trouble. That's why you see all these kids doing this ridiculous shit, taping it and putting it online, knowing it's illegal, just to feel like they're relevant, to feel like they're there. But the, it's the idea that, okay, so a lot of people, if you're on Instagram and you have a million followers and you're getting a million likes on anything you do, you're going to get sponsored. You're going to be taking a picture at a hotel resort. They're going to fly you out there and be like, I'm going to see a million fucking eyes are going to see this. And that's like better than any other kind of advertising. Oh, yeah. And so they pay these women, these quote unquote influencers, uh. a shit ton of fucking money to do this. And if you take away the measurement of how many people like it, they won't make money anymore. So it's like the, their entire value, their entire net worth is based upon people just hitting, clicking a button passively as they, oh, yeah, that's, you look hot. They'll, they'll find another way to incorporate the money into it, dude. The money is what's important. They don't care about those people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I say, but these are women who just are aesthetically pleasing. They either had surgery, they either worked hard just to have a body so they can put it online because they know dudes or women too are out there that will like them, that will send them money, that will do all this. They're doing the bare minimum you can do as a human to make a living off of fake life. You know what I'm saying? These are the motherfuckers that they gonna grow up and they ain't gonna ha they ha they aren't gonna have developed themselves to, to nothing and there's they, their body is gonna be deteriorated. Everything that got them their money is going to be gone. So now when they're 45, 50, they got to find out how to make a living at that age. But you haven't developed your mind at all. So now you want a handout. Yeah. No, I mean, it's uh, YouTube's going through this, too. Yeah, YouTube, like YouTube. No, no, no. Like uh, this goes. I'm not talking politically wise because there's one guy I follow. His, his name is Big Money. And he's out of like Scotland and he does video games. Big money. Yeah. Okay. He, he, and he's a or big Mooney. It's a, he's he's Scottish, so it could be either or. But like he's a funny dude. He's a funny guy. Like he he plays games like uh, Hitman and fucking Grand Theft Auto, shit like that. You know. Sure, sure, sure. And the, and the commentary is pretty funny. And there's a guy named Vanos. I guess he's really fucking big in YouTube. But like those guys are getting demonet. Not hit. No, it's not that. Okay. It's not him. Um. It's Big Money Five, actually. Is, is that's what? Yeah, or yeah, Big Money Six. That guy, and he he did a well, he he did a he did dope a, logo. Yeah, he uh, he had some videos de like demonetized. Some other people have had videos demonetized, and it's it's fucking crazy. Like they're cutting the legs out from these people that are like making a living off of like making content and making. No, it yeah, harder. man. Uh, We're like we could have <sighs> made money on YouTube like five years ago, no problem. Vimeo is what's taken over that, but Vimeo yeah. has different content rules. Like it has to be high enough quality. Like yeah, you have yeah. to be rolling in like 4K or something. It's, yeah. yeah. But like simple shit. Oh like no, this. I need a GoPro five. <laughs> I mean, it really doesn't matter whatever we come up with. Whenever it becomes an entity. Is going to the rules are going to get more oppressive, yep. and it's going to get to a point to where we got to stop. We can't do this. We can't. We got to stop you from doing that. We got to stop you from doing this. And then it gets to a point to where the platform just dies, and someone else creates a new one, and then that platform goes through that same transmutation that that one did. It's, we just keep doing the same shit over and over again, man. Yeah, that's the beauty of podcasting without video. Like I'm not opposed to video, but like. I'm not worried about it either. Yeah. The beauty of just podcasting is no one can take this away from us. Yeah. Right. And then, <laughs> like, I, I mean, I do for listeners that aren't 
following us on Facebook, I do post like a good two minute video for almost every episode and it's like a teaser for the next one. You won't see that episode. I haven't recorded ours tonight, even though I really should have done it for that whole opening conversation yeah. about comedy. That would have been great. But I'm sure we'll engage in something after the break. Something like we're at that point already. I actually wanted to bring doorbells. something up. We can talk about it at the break, though. Yeah, let's do that because we're at the point. Oh, we are already. Damn. Yeah. So that's, yeah that's that was a quick hour. Shit. That was your mom. Joe Rogan did what, 20 minutes ago? Uh, the, the previously mentioned Maynard interview got posted. Is it live now? Because he puts them out live. I don't know. Do we want to do the... I'm just saying, he probably it's probably live. No, I don't want to watch someone else's fucking podcast during my podcast. That's for goddamn ridiculous. It's like, it's like Inception, the podcast. Dude, in fucking 35 minutes of being posted, it has 27,000 views. I bet. Is it Maynard? Is it the one you're jizzing yeah. for? Yeah. That's what I'm I'll stoked for it, too. Like, I'm a, I'm, I mean, not as big as this fucking guy, but I'm a, I'm a big Tool fan. I like to. I love Tool. Like, Tool is like one of the first rock albums I ever bought. Like, the... Uh, I liked that album, album with, like, Prison Set. And Undertow and yeah. stuff. Yeah, Undertow. Yeah. Is that that album, yeah. Undertow? Yeah. I liked that album a lot when it came out. Undertow and Anima, those are the first two. They're, they're, you, I dare you, like, Anima has like one questionable song on it, but those are two solid fucking albums where it's just like, fuck, that's damn near perfection when every song hits. Yeah. I would probably feel this level of excitement if I thought Rage Against the Machine was coming back together. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm totally with that. But Tool, I just, eh. <laughs> well, because they didn't break up. They just kind of did other things for a decade and a half. <clears throat> uh, Rage Against the Machine just had more of an impact on me than Tool. Well, it's, it's funny. Did we mention this last week or is it a conversation you and I had where it's like, I remember when the first Rage album came out. Um, and it, I mean, that first Rage album is... I dare say flawless. Like there isn't a that's the one with like bomb track bomb and killing track, in the name. Yeah, that. man, that whole album is good. No, your enemy. Are you familiar? Freedom. Nah. Look up I'll some Rage Against the Machine, man. Oh, Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, uh, the first Rage album is great. I mean, I heard all the one Rage song I really like. I can't think of the name of it. Bulls on Parade. Dude, that that their Woodstock set was insane. I have, I've heard. I've, I've listened to them. I was there yeah, well, for that. When they lit the flag on fire, dude, people were like, "What the fuck?" It blew everyone's mind. Cause like it's when they end, they ended their set by burning the American flag, and in, in front of like what fucking well, hundreds well, of thousands well, of people. Well, the bassist had it like yeah. the American flag over his amp, and he fucking lit it up. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think it's good to have a yeah. smoke or have a dab every now and again. Yeah, <laughs> like increases my lung capacity. Yes. And it's funny, so. Is that I didn't all of the problems that we are talking about today in like race and oppression <coughs> culture, these guys had 25 fucking years ago. Like if you l go through the lyrics, like, like they talk about every topic that is like forefront Dude. in the public right now. And it's like, no, these guys actually were telling us about this a quarter nah. century ago. I listened to philosophers that died in the 40s, 50s, 60s. Oh, fair. And they literally... They described today to a T perfectly. Because uh, it was this, this one guy I listened to. I can't remember his name. 
but he set in on a lot of like government things because what pe- this I tell people this all the time the government is 50 to 75 years ahead of technology that we know of and they actually give a fuck they want to know like how is this going to change humanity like they don't listen but they at least take the time to invite people to say like okay what do you think of this you know what I'm saying because this is one guy you talk about how like when they started um unlocking the secrets of dna and they'll sound like so what happens if we can create any type of human being what type of human beings should we create that's how they're asking them philosophers these type of things to so they can give some type of basis as to what to expect but you that's the thing about people you don't know what to expect once you do something once it's put out into the world you don't know the ramifications of what it's going to do because everything affects everything i mean that and that's true because we now actually do have the ability to gene edit children thanks to crispr and all that fun shit Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I, I think they used to be 50 years. I would say the government right now is maybe 10 years ahead based on how fast shit is happening because there's so much private enterprise. There's so many people in schools. It used to be that if you were going to pluck people that had great ideas and great like technological advances, there was like eight schools that they were going to. Now, fucking some assholes like, I don't need to go to school. I can figure this shit out in my fucking basement and does that, and then all of a sudden they disappear. They they get scooped up, but not before. Yeah. Things move so fucking fast to, for people but, to see. But I, don't think uh, I don't think they're as far ahead. They're ahead, but they're not that far ahead. No, I, this is what I believe is that Area Fifty One is not aliens, but it is tech. It is oh, yeah. alien technology in terms of it's alien to us because it's so far ahead of what we could conceive right now. Did did we miss that? What? No, it's September twentieth. Oh, okay. The attack on uh, the yeah. the Naruto run on Area Fifty One. Yeah. So you mentioned, I think last week we or the week before we talked about that, Barry. You mentioned like another facility that's like more questionable than Area Fifty One because once they acknowledged Area Fifty One was like a secret weapons testing facility. Like that's where the the reason it's all about that is because the B two bomber was tested there and nobody had ever seen a flying wing before, mm. so it was like a shape and it did all these things and they're like out in the desert and like the fuck is all this? It's by Roswell, so like people sort of assumed that these strange objects flying through the sky. I'm close enough to Roswell. Must be aliens. They're here to huh. look for their fucking ship. And then the U S built a base somewhere in the vicinity. It's like all this lines up for that, but I don't. Now that we know it, there's got to be another place that they're actually doing. Well, you know what? You know what happened? I was actually watching the show. You know what they did with the Freedom of Information Act? Now that you can actually get things out of the government, whatever. um, What they did was. (laughs) Sometimes if it's national security. Whatever. They can always give you a reason why they can't give it to you. So it's, it's really foolish. Whatever. But what they did was they outsourced a lot of their uh, government programs to private entities because th- now you can't because those are trade secrets. You can't question them. They can move in secrecy under the with the guys with under the the the, uh, the 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 cape of the government behind them. The only people that really would come after them, the regular people can't. So now they can literally do anything they want to, and you can't be questioned because it's under a private contract now. Right. And then yeah. it falls under like copyright law and trade exactly. secrets. So you really can't. So they can do whatever they want and they don't have to give up any information about, it, you know, the same way as like with food and stuff like that. Like they can't give up recipes. You don't know what's in stuff. You know what I'm saying? They still don't know what's in tampons, I don't think. <laughs> it's a trade secret. 
Is it trade secrets? No, so they, the patent on that's expired. Or whatever. But something. there's plenty of that. What was the top? You had a topic before we went to break. Dude, okay. I just been sitting back. I don't think people think anymore. They don't. No. I don't think people think. I think they just people, react. Exactly. They've amassed um, a, 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 an amount of knowledge that gets them through the day. And that's what they, whenever somebody asks them a question, that's what they revert back to. They don't think. They don't ponder. They don't take time to like solve problems and issues. They just try to hold them off or try to avoid them. They try to avoid people because dealing with people requires thinking. I have to think. That's why people want this this idea of everybody acting the same. Don't say this. Don't say that. Because when you say something I don't expect, it requires me to think about a response or even think about what you said. So people want to create this 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 kind of like monotone way of talking so I don't have to reach into my brain and think because I don't think anyway. And thinking is an art. It's a process that you have to learn how to do. And you don't, get, you don't learn that in school. They teach you what to think, not how to think. And like anything else, your brain is like your body. It has an appetite for knowledge. So that's why people go out here, and you see these people on, on like Facebook, Instagram, everything they post is negative. If all you give your brain is negative things to eat on, it can only create a negative personality, a negative attitude. You don't have any other basis for your brain to pull from. It's negativity. And so that's why you see these people running around here with these badass attitudes and dispositions, and they got anxiety, and they depressed, and all this stuff, because you're feeding your brain the stuff that's going to give you that type of stuff. It's like depression, anxiety, they're like diseases of the brain. It's like having hypertension or having diabetes because you've ate too many sweets or ate too too much salt. Same thing. And so I'm just like, I just want to ask y'all, do y'all think people think? That's why I like this show because it may, it requires me to think. We don't prepare for this. No. So we have to be able to think on the spot to have a good interactive show. And I like that format because I hate when I find out something is formatted to be fake. I hate when I'm, I find out that it's something that's supposed to be in the moment real. But these people behind stage have read scripts and they're going along to, to, to fulfill a fantasy. And not it's not real. Like talking points. Like they, exactly. Yeah, they just go back to their... I see it all the time, like politically, on both sides of the aisle. And what it is is like once they get caught into... Once they paint themselves in the corner, they just go to like... They go into the playbook and they just say... They say X, Y, and Z, like whatever their fucking angle is. And then they... That's just how... And it's just talking... No one ever goes, oh, that's a good point. No one says that anymore. Nobody really ever says that anymore. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think... Here's what I think. Not only are people not thinking, but they've already pre-programmed most of their responses. Like yeah. to the point, because like I deliver auto parts all day mm-hmm. for like a day job. Probably six times a day, I'll walk into the door and I'll be like, "Hi," and someone will be like, "Good, how are you?" <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. And you just roll with it. You're like, "I'm like a ray of sunshine." Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But people do that shit. Like, it doesn't matter. They don't care what you actually said. The next words out of their mouth don't really fucking matter. It's just an automatic response. It's like a doorbell. Yeah, but yeah. That's, where, that's where we're at. And that's why people react. Because when you don't have sufficient thinking power, all you have is emotions. They take place of the thinking. That's why when something happens, people are jumping to conclusions. There's this, there's that. That's why people are looking to other people to lead them because they can't think themselves out of situations. Please tell me what to do. I don't know. I'm afraid because I don't have yes. the mental capacity. It's about fear. Exactly. They're afraid. Yes. So you go to a conditioned response. What's the first thing you do if you're perilously like a, afraid is you go into survival mode, which is whatever instinct brings you. There's no thought. It's just pure instinct. 
And that's that is existence right now. It's like living in fight or flight mode. Yeah, I mean, yeah, kind of. Yeah, but like some people. Oh man, you know what happened? Is no one is feeding their real brain anymore, and now the lizard brain just took the fuck over. Yeah. Well, yeah. What what it is is just that are that part of your brain that wants to be that 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 drives your desires. That's what takes over because what you have to think in terms of discipline and telling yourself no. Where people, their whole thing is to acquire money so they can have their desires because their lizard brain. Is that that's what's driving them? Their whole drive is sex, uh, eating, just whatever pleasure that they could come up with in lieu of thinking. Like you got people that can't even be by themselves because they're afraid of the thoughts that come through their own mind because they have no ability to control them. I know motherfuckers like that, man. They cannot be alone, or if they're alone, they need music. They need something to interrupt the thinking process that's going on in their brain that's trying to tell them, like, look, fill me with something nutritious. But you're just giving me bullshit. So all I can give you is bullshit. I apologize, but we need to work together. But I'm, a, I'm one of those. Like, uh, my brain, if I'm left to my own devices with my brain, like, I will get exactly nothing done yep. in no, a I'd... day. Like, and I don't listen to music unless I, like, oh, I have to do this. This particular task is going to take me X amount of time throwing some music but generally speaking if i'm just trying to find a focus i'm listening to talk radio podcasts something but where i'm just it, it and it's not even that i'm listen i'm not an active listener it's just a thing that like lets my like it's white noise to a certain degree that i can pop in and out of like if i need to stop take a breath it's like oh okay yeah this but is going on that type of stuff is fine that's almost like reading the book in 2019 just listening to stuff like that because things will happen that will interest you like oh that's interesting i'll look that up later it's things that that gives your brain something to think about that could potentially lead to a a a, a better thought process whereas i'm, I'm listening to just frivolous music about sex money and drugs things of that nature that's not good for the for the for the body for the brain like yeah you can listen to that shit every now and again but if that's all you listen to that's all your brain has to go off of if you're only that's why environments fuck people up because it's not the fact that the environment is fucked up it's the fact that the processes in the environment the brain the way people think what creates that what makes that environment bad is the thought process of the pe the combined people in there and so that's all i have to learn from it that's why it's, it turns out so many terrible people because there's nobody in that community with the content of character. What, what to community? Just whatever bad community you're in. It's not a bad community because the government is imposing sanctions on that community. It's a bad community because the people within that community have cultivated bad dispositions and bad thinking processes. I also want to point out that whenever I pull up the camera to record the evening's uh, thing, it, it's literally like an on switch for Armstrong. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he just takes over and like we wanted, we all laugh, but we didn't call out the fact that in the middle of a discussion about like using fuck and things as a crutch and then Hamill literally does it we all laugh that's what yeah. we were laughing about we let the conversation go but it's super funny to just see all of our little things that i do all of us do yeah. but when i turn on a camera i could just i may not even be recording right now <laughs> it's right. just like holding his phone up to I trigger know. you i know how to trigger armstrong well no but I, this the is old placebo effect no you yeah. know what it is nine times i say whenever you turn the camera on it's after i've said i want to talk about something 
So I'll just be ready. I want yeah. to talk about this all day long. He's got a valid point there. So that's on you. Maybe it's you. <laughs> I do believe that people don't think so. No, nah, man. It's, it's getting bad, dude. I Okay, this is where I started seeing this really badly because I'm a, kind of a political guy. I'm really I'm fascinated by it. And I've always kind of leaned left, like libertarian kind of left. And I don't like Trump. I'm not a fan of the guy. But like the, some of the people that like really don't like him, it's fucking insane. Like their lizard brain goes full retard. It's fucking crazy. Like fucking foaming at the fucking mouth. I'm like, all right, we get it. You don't like the guy, and they're but like if you even like don't agree with them completely, like it's some sort of weird purity test. They think you're like a supporter, and I'm like, what the fuck? You know. So who who's kept abreast of the whole Baltimore situation? I haven't even. I have no idea what's going on with that. What did he do? Did you guys catch? I know. What, I know what happened. I really don't digging the politics like this all bullshit to me yeah. but pretty much trump said that uh um baltimore is a rat and field infested dump and it needs to be cleaned up and because the the guy that who's that the uh the mayor oh, mayor the yeah. mayor is black they made it a race thing so but what people fail to recognize is the fact that if you go back two years bernie i don't Sanders know much said, about baltimore but is baltimore actually a dump it's it, it is it's, if you're rough. not in the harbor it's the wire was filmed there <laughs> never saw the wire yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's about there and it yeah. was it, baltimore is one of those like it's got like it's tourist spot and then the rest of the city is like highly questionable i was there two years yeah. ago that not that being said the reason that this is like a thing and what people are failing to realize is that okay so a couple of years ago bernie sanders said much the same thing about baltimore he used better words. Of course he did, because Trump's and a fucking basically idiot. Basically, said like Baltimore's in big trouble, yeah. and it's you know it it needs to uh, basically like a purge. I forget what he said. It wasn't a purge, but he was a like in purge. No, it's like it's that'd a, be the greatest pitch ever. Bernie Sanders is like, all right, guys, you got me into office. <laughs> so then what happened? Here's is what we're gonna do. The mayor of Baltimore, he fired shots at Trump. Yeah, is what happened. Oh, yeah, is yeah. he said some like, you know. Trump, you know, you're holding these immigrants. It's like, we'll welcome them to Baltimore because you're not going to welcome them here. And he was like, nobody wants to go to Baltimore. It's a fucking <laughs> rat infested shithole, yeah. which is an appropriate response. Like, you can punch me? Fine. I'll punch you right the fuck back. Yeah, and then, but nobody recognizes the fact that the mayor of Baltimore decided to fucking pull, like, throw punches at the guy that has everybody. Everybody waits to hear what Trump's going to say next. Yeah. Granted, it makes Trump look bad because of how they choose to report it. Yeah. But it's like, dude, you brought this on yourself. Yourself. Like you brought this on your city. The president of the United States is telling the rest of the world that Baltimore is a shithole. <laughs> Period. Yeah. Like, don't even look at the motivation. How does that play? Like, for the guys, like, okay, we're planning our trip to the U.S. Well, apparently Baltimore is a shithole, so we won't go there. The only industry it has is the fucking harbor. Yeah, that's it. It has this the one of the probably the best aquarium on the planet. And a really cool harbor with a lot of great food. And, and then you go one block away from that and you're making sure your your like hand is covering your wallet. Oh, there's a bunch of, of cities like that. There's a bunch of cities like that in this country. Like 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 because I'm not joking. Because cause in the harbor is where the stadium is. The uh, Orioles play there. Yes, it's like and, six blocks up. And it's, it's like right considered on one of the most beautiful fucking baseball parks in the like in the country. Like in the all of MLB. Also in Detroit, 
Comerico Park, which is where the Tigers play, and also Ford's Fields, like right next door. That neighborhood shit too. You go like fucking three blocks either direction. It's like click, 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 click. Uh, the yeah. state's capital. Go outside. To go far enough away from the White House. <laughs> yeah, yeah. DC's. Yeah. <laughs> how how come no. no one can point it out? No, what? Though? Michael lived there for fucking two years. I was there every six weeks. I never felt uncomfortable anywhere walking in D.C. Northwest, Northeast, yeah, but Southwest. Get your ass out of here, nigga. I was deaf. From the Navy Yard all the okay. way out to RFK, I, n- I never felt uncomfortable. All right. Okay? Good in you, Baltimore, man. two blocks off the harbor, I'm like, where the fuck did I just show, the, show up? Like, it... I, and like you can turn, it's like the water's right there, but this is like a whole different beast. No, honestly, so how I come ne- no I one never... can call that out? How how come like he knows it's a shithole? At least he's calling attention to it, right? Yeah, and he was prompted to. So don't hate on the motherfucker for punching Dude, back. They they're going to hate. This is what you got to understand. He has to be the responsibility of everybody's problems. Why? Huh? Because he's people, in charge. Because people don't take responsibility for their fucking actions. So he. So you're saying that our president... Uh, look, and I'll play de- devil's advocate here because I honestly believe that the president of the United States should be the bastion of hope and... Uh, and a you want him to fake fought. it like everybody else. Everybody no, I, problem is, no. Because that's what you were raised to believe exactly. in a different world by yep. people that came well, from an even different world. But if you're going to call somebody the leader of the free... Like, look, I'm... You know what? I, he def- won the popularity I, contest. You didn't. can't take it away from well, him. Well, he didn't win the popularity contest. He won the way you win, and that's okay. Like, I'm not going to shit on that. People were like, oh, we got to redo the electoral yeah, college. It's yeah. like, fuck you. There's a reason it stands. My I, And I don't hate Trump. I laugh at Trump, and I love the fact that he is... N- doesn't take shit, even yeah. though he's sometimes the worst person at like and clapping I, back. But fuck, if you're going to be called the leader of the free world, there are opportunities where he should be distinguished, and he may be doing that, and we may not be allowed to see it because of how the media decides to report on it. Fine. But, you know, at least the nice thing with some of them is even if they're laughable, you know that in the face of the things where you want the representative of you as a civilization to sort of come off and be like, damn right, he rolled in there and he handled that like a goddamn professional. I don't know that I have witnessed or been privy to video of him going in there and be like, goddamn, he handled that like a goddamn professional. You know what I mean? Like, I don't hate him talking shit. I love it. I think it's absolutely why he's there. So you're okay okay with him doing what he does as long as he does it professionally? No, 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 no. I'm just saying that he can do whatever the fuck he wants. As long as he does professionally. There are opportunities where you want him to act in a professional way, where it's just like, that that's, looks good See, for, that's the, for Your definition a of a professional way. Situation appropriate. Like Why? He, because if you go to another country acting like a bombastic asshole doesn't play well if you're a tourist and it definitely doesn't play well if you're the fucking president of the visiting country but if you go somewhere because that's what you believe you're a fucking guest it's like if you rolled into my house and say hey when i'm in your house i'm walking around my dick out i probably wouldn't invite you back to my house no but this is the problem you haven't seen my dick yet i know and i'm really curious this is what it is though you're asking him to be something he's not 
Correct. which every other president has done. You want him to put on the clothes and the costume of a respectable president like everybody else has done. So they go to these countries and they make these false trees because I'm being professional in your face. But now I'm going to go back home and I'm going to fuck you because now I'm out your no, face. Look, if he but wants, I'm going to do it professionally, though. If he wants to negotiate, fucking be a monster. Be a, whatever it does that gets you to negotiate stuff. But you know what? If you're there on being a, him. If you're there on a state visit, which is basically just coming by to say hi, going out to see your friend to say hi. James, that's can I a ask state you visit. a legitimate question? You should at least come you should bear the dignity of the US and not like shit on him while you're fucking there. James Like it's just James I don't like James, that. James, can I ask you a legitimate question? Yes, Corey. Did you vote <laughs> for Donald Trump? I did not. Okay. Then it doesn't matter what he it, ever does, part of it's gonna bother you. No, 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 no. No, it's no, no. it's true. It's That's true. Fine. Here's the problem: the people that did vote for Trump love that he does this shit. Oh yeah, they maybe. Yeah. And I love that he. I love that he does a lot of it. There's just like my one thing. Well, is you can't like, pick and choose, man. He's a complicated billionaire. He's also <laughs> we, we we chose him to be our representative to the world and so like me it doesn't matter whether i vote like for it. him or not I he's like my it. fucking president I think every president we've had for forever pows down and bitches up with everyone on the planet um i am in this kind of same boat with you with him like i don't like him but i don't hate him like i don't like some of the shit he did like foreign policy wise with serious shit like that not a fan i think it sucks i'm, I'm not a big war guy um but the one thing he is absolutely correct on, and he's on target with it, is the fact that the media is full of fucking shit. They are amazing. And we knew this as ONA fans. We know this. That they have been just for like, I'm talking since the 70s. I don't know. I mean, but like, they try to scare you. They, 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 they uh, mis-edit shit on purpose. Uh, they blatantly lie to you, and and it, it it it's one of those things like you'd see it and go hey whatever, but it's like so in your it's so ham handed now, it's well, so fucking blatant and it's borderline propaganda. Man, CNN is like, is it's you can't even watch it anymore. My only comment on this because I want to call on you is that maybe his one thing that he's calling out is by sticking to the idea that it's fake news because yeah. now he's the president he's, and he's yeah. like oh no we fucking give him this shit. Yeah, and they just go through it blindly. But do you remember? Like maybe that's like his little victory because he said he was going to drain the swamp and get rid of yeah. all this shit. Maybe he's just like, yeah, no, what they got is fucking dead wrong. Yeah, and but we fed it to him and they ate it up and they don't bother. Oh, so to many fact people check. eat it up. Yeah, they and they don't fact check. Like it's, there's so many stories that I'll go back and like, like after like two or three weeks, and I'm like, oh, this is not even correct at all. It's so off. Did you lose the thought? No, I have the thought, but like, uh, does it matter? Well, fair. I mean, I just uh, like it. I just hate what people think. You know, I, I, I just uh, I think so. You're you're upset about the media being a shit show, correct? Well, but yeah, it's just. But also, like journalism is an important thing to have in society. Journalism hasn't had any but, integrity in forever. But no, I'm saying like twenty years. Like the idea of it is integrate is like a very integral part of of a good society is a free press. You want that. But when your press is crooked as fuck and they're lying to you, but then they wrap themselves in that fucking flag of like, "Oh, we you need us. Don't 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 trash us. We are we are ambivalent. Oh, we are you need us. Oh, we're always correct. Don't ever question us. You need us." That's what they're telling you. 
when they're lying to your face repeatedly, breaking every fucking journalistic rule. Like, one of them is cause no harm. They cause harm all the fucking time. They dox that fucking guy that had the fucking Trump meme. Remember that? Yep. When they superimposed the CNN logo on fucking McMahon's face and then Trump beat the shit out of him at WrestleMania, whatever the fuck. I'll have to ask um, fucking Alex that one. But, like, they dox that fucking guy because they got their feelings hurt. You're the news. Get the fuck over yourselves. Tell me the weather and go fuck your mother. I don't give a shit. The problem is that when they introduced celebrity and money into journalism, it stopped being art yeah. and it became a job. Well, that was the thing, and I think I've. It does. There's no one's going to give you legitimate news. Hold on. Like no, no. I've held on. I held on like three times through him. I held on through you, him. You just threw fuck fire. You. So go for but it. But he gave you a chance. You said no. Go and ahead. And then though. I keep like, but like, here's the <laughs> go, thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. All of media operations outside of like people independently recording whatever they're recording all a podcast, okay? And I'm sure most of those are rigged. Who gives a fuck? But all legitimate media sources are all owned by the same five fucking corporations. And those people have a vested interest in keeping these people divided and believing in these things. Like, if we can get all these people that believe in Rush Limbaugh to buy these products, and then we can get all these people that want to suck Bernie Sanders' dick to buy these products, none of these people are thinking because the education system has been situated to, like, just dumb people down over the last 40 fucking years. And now we have an entire country of people running almost purely on emotion driven by lust, sex, and everything else without any possible repercussion of what could possibly happen because no one's fucking thinking. So they're fed shit all day long under the guise of this is legitimate and it's just there to create more emotion, to drive more emotion, to not cause anyone to actually fucking think, but to feed into what people just want to believe because that's easier than thinking for your fucking self. Everything you said, I 100% agree with except for your timeline. The, where the news went completely off the rails was 9-11-2001. Yep. That is where it started. And I No, you yes. couldn't believe they possibly could have been corrupt before no, that. Like, no, no, no. They... Hold on. <laughs> no, like, legit. So Dan Rather, somebody that I have tremendous amount of respect for, he says, and I believe me, he's like, it used to be that all... The major networks, CBS, ABC, NBC, Fox, even to a some degree, some of the cable news outlets up until 2001, 9-11, they knew that news, you would operate at a loss. It was a ton of money for proper investigative journalism and to pay a charismatic anchor because an old school was, okay, there's Cronkite then, you know, you choose a guy, you know, some people were a Dan Rather guy. Some people were a, a Pete, a Peter Jennings guy. Some people were a Tom, Tom Brokaw Brokaw guy, but it doesn't matter because (laughs) all the networks knew that we were running that shit at a loss because it gives us integrity. What happened in at nine 11 is all of a sudden people were starved for more. And thus began the 24 hour news cycle where you just, and it became a giant money maker in the year coming off of 2011 news became monetized it was never it was always operated at a loss didn't i say that i said that and so that's i agree with everything you just fucking said but ever all the evidence points to 2001 you can say that you can say that but 
there's archived footage you can Google it right now of the BBC's like Brokar or whatever being like Tower Seven has collapsed. It happened at this time, and Tower Seven is still standing behind her. Forty five minutes later, they drop it. That, that's how 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 that's it's Britain. So watching, I, will, I will not speak but the about point is, because in Britain the the rules of the media are somewhat different. How many it's times did that control. story change in two days, James? In the first twenty four hours, how many times did but that story change? But that's the problem is because people were just scrambling to put something out there because the entire fucking world is watching the news to find out America just got attacked for the first time in seventy fucking years. We got fucking attacked. That's a worldwide news. Everybody's scrambling for shit. There's no real social media. They're taking anybody with a hot tip on a phone as fucking yeah. gospel because it'll keep the viewers with me. And it's like, well, and there were no advertisers until day two. They ran continuous news coverage and they're with almost no ads other than the scheduled ones. And then all of a sudden, I need to get on this. And all of a sudden, they're like, holy shit, we're pulling in a million dollars a day, a million dollars an hour running the news. This has never happened. Oh, this is how we should do this now. We can monetize that this. Was, and once you monetize it, you you want to control it because it's about keeping those viewers, as you described, keeping them angry, keeping them coming back to me to keep them angry. It became their heroin. It became their heroin. Yes. That first hit was amazing. Oh, 9-11, so much. Uh, but like you can't redo that every fucking day. So all of a sudden you're trying to find shit. You're finding shit. You're fucking. You're picking shit. And also not to mention journalists. Journalists nowadays are just fucking lazy as fuck. They're so all they do is read Twitter and then it's write about super it. Super easy. All you gotta do yeah. is hop on Twitter. You just they just worry about yeah. Like I'll give you a perfect example. You, you remember uh, when AOC's dancing video? Fuck yeah. Okay. It's hot as fuck. Oh yeah. No. But they what? yeah. What? There was a video that was leaked like right before she, like she got a, like inaugurated or before the election. I like how she got this. Uh, that, but like she's dancing right. That nickname AOC. <laughs> yeah, but she's dancing right. It's easier than saying Alessandro or Tavio <laughs> Cortez. Yeah, she's Scarlett Cortez. Yeah, Mrs. Cortez. this is her at BU. By the way, that's that's a rich kid school. Uh, but like yeah, her she's, see that she's dancing all that stuff right. She's doing this and. Some oh so provocative okay. with her pants and her t-shirt. But the thing is, is that some random, some super random fucking uh, started this fucking account, put up this video, said something like, tried to fake being a conservative like Twitter handle, said like something like, look at this communist dancing, oh fucking, she's such an idiot, blah blah blah. This super cliche, which you would think if you were liberal and thought what a conservative would say about her, put it up there, right? Then all these li- like like all the liberal sites like like your HuffPo and all that shit were like oh conservatives are mad and then like that fucking Twitter handle went away that was their only post and then all of a sudden all these outlets are running with stories saying that liberals are outraged by her dancing and then you like you actually look at like look for the like the actual outrage you try to find it on Twitter there really isn't any like honestly if this they, is they none they if this is the stupidest they, thing you did in college story. you're fucking squeaky clean yeah exactly like. Every most conservative, like heavy hitting conservative pundit saw this and was like, she was in college. Who fucking cares? Like, okay, she did some fucking goofy shit in college, whatever. And people want to call her. She was a bartender before she was a senator or a congresswoman. It's like, okay. So, yeah, everyone had a day job before. Like if I was. Because this you need to understand. 
People in America have this idea of the way people are supposed to be, the things they're supposed to get to to get to where they go. And it makes no sense. It's ridiculous because yeah. nobody adheres to it, but that's what's been put out there. And that's that, that ideology that still kind of rings through. It just has become a part of society. It's just what we think. And that's just our prejudices that we that we carry. But that's my that's that, that's going back to your point. People want to get paid to do the fucking bare minimum. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. This, is, this ties into that because... They just made this up out of fucking nowhere and then ran with it as if it was a story when it never was a story to fucking begin with. They made it up because they fucking made up the whole thing and it didn't even matter. They just they knew they could get hate, hate clicks this, and shit like that. And this, it, this is the problem. Though. It, 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 I wanted to have a counterpoint to what Bear said, you know, to where he's like, you know, I know Bear has this idea that uh, everything is created to keep people oppressed, this, that, and the other. But I ask you this. We just talked about thinking. If no one's thinking and they didn't have a story to go off of, what would they be doing? Like if there wasn't a story that was created and provided to the general population of people that we agree that don't think, what would they be doing? I don't have a response to that. You see, but do you, do you, do you see what I'm going? They'd be looking for something else to believe in or to follow. But is there enough news, enough reportable news that happens in a given day to fill 24 hours of fucking news. No, it's like, about but that's an what I'm saying. It's about that's what I'm saying. We already discussed that. It's when you put money and celebrity into anything, it's going to get corrupted immediately. Yeah. Immediately. And this, so then you also got to understand with the internet, you have all these independent blogs, all these independent websites that's coming in and they're doing their own thing. And if that, if I agree with that more than I'm going with that, it is that and the other. It's like people just attaching to what they agree with because they're not thinking past. They haven't pondered things. So they're just finding what best resonate with what I already pre-planned that I believe in my mind. And I'm going to go with that. I'm not going to try to think past that anymore. You know, but like I say, like, I don't think I don't I don't have this idea that things are malicious, that people come up with this stuff to be malicious. I believe that we people that you have people in this world that have set and watched people, human nature unfold, and they're like, we've tried everything. That's what I tell people. Like, when they gave people hell, that was the death of God. Because first of all, I gave you I gave you paradise. You do these things, I'll give you paradise. That didn't work. Okay, fuck it. You if you do wrong, I'm gonna send you to hell. That didn't work. Nobody wanted nobody listened. They still doing the same fucked up shit. So you're like, well, what what can I do? There's nothing I can do to fix the human problem. So fuck it. I'm going to give you a story that will get you through and hopefully you won't go crazy and do anything crazy along the way. And I really think that's just what it is. I think they know how humans are. They know that there's going to be people in, in, in the population that will think and they'll be fine. But then there's those people that aren't going to think past high school. So I have to give these people something to attach to to where they can make it through life. That's all religion was. It was like, here, take this. You'll be fine. That didn't work. So I got to give you something. So what they do is they encompass these stories in the news, in your, in your TV programs. Because if you look at TV programs, they're literally the same thing. Yeah. There's like five ideas on TV, and they're just replacing the the, 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 the culture of it, the, 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 the sex. They're replacing those things, but the core story is the same fucking story. It just is what it is. They don't have anything else to tell us. But I think that's a, a reason for this. Like, well, what, what would these people be doing if I didn't give them something to think about? Because they ain't going to think on their own. So here, just take this. That's what I think. Do you think that pe- that we're, we're hitting a point where uh, we're becoming, like, imagina- uh, imaginationally 
bankrupt. Like we yes. don't, we don't they're, have anything that we just we think we're out of ideas. Yes, yeah. that that is very good. They're trying to scientifically create creative like geniuses and creativity because what happens is that, but what this is what they don't understand they rob people of creativity by telling them the way things are supposed to be or this that and the other because what it is is what you find out and this is just getting older you find out that everything is a pattern of behavior everything yeah. you know what I'm saying and once you understand those patterns it's like okay i know everything but the idea is to think beyond those patterns to create a new pattern. That's like genius. That's what it is. Because what you got to understand is like a lot of people, the comics that they consider to be genius, they necessarily weren't genius in the way they were thinking. They were just genius in the time that they were. They were doing things people weren't doing in that time. So they were considered genius. They may not be the most funniest motherfucker or the, mess, the, the most articulate person, but what they did in that time was genius for that time because that was a different train of thought that was going on. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it, it's like it's like Lenny Bruce. Like I, I've heard Lenny Bruce's act. Yeah, mm -hmm. not a fan. Yeah, but what he did though, exactly, is opened up. Like he did thing. He did shit that nobody would have been. Nobody was doing then. Absolutely, and he was just trudging through it, fucking doing it. And he he died a martyr's death, kind of sort of by you know just getting. I think he what he died of an overdose, right? Yeah. But like, the, like they treated him like shit when he was dead. Like they cops were laughing when they found his dead body. Like ah, look at him, he's dead. Fuck him, ah, piece of shit. But because of all the sacrifices and him basically like going headlong into like culture and trying to fucking show its bullshit or that or like saying you can do this now, watch me do this. Yeah, was that's, was something to be applauded. And that's you know, we, I was I was looking at the uh, Red Fox uh, um, biography. And I didn't know. Like, I like Red Fox. I like his personality. I like every person he played on television. But, like, his jokes written were ground-shattering jokes. You know what I'm saying? You get a giggle. They funny. But I didn't realize that Fred Sanford, I mean, oh, Fred Sanford, Red Fox, he started doing comedy when black people used to have to do comedy in blackface. And he was like, I ain't doing that shit. And so that's why you know who Red Fox is. And then also, he got fans because some dude heard him. He's like, I want to tape your, uh, your set. And so this dude just come, tape his little sex, his little sets. He had like hundreds of them. And he would just put them out on records. And they were saying, like, if he would have been being paid for the old set, he would be he would have been a millionaire back then. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he was making money, but he wasn't making the money he should have been making, you know? Yeah. And no, that's, that's absolutely true. I yeah. had a friend that had a bunch of Red Fox vinyls. Yep. But those are not ever things that like actually exist. They didn't like they weren't published in the that traditional way, so they were never tracked. Ah, uh, it's mm -hmm. just like oh shit! I, but, I mean, he has like hundreds it's, of them. You it was know like the saying? bootleg game. Oh it's fuck! Okay. Basically, yeah. what it was. Yeah. So sometimes it's just your greatness is just breaking down the door because we all know people that are hilarious or they sing great or they they have the talent, but it's like they don't have that thing to make them a Michael Jackson to make them somebody of that caliber. But you can find somebody that's just as talented as Michael Jackson, but for some reason, that motherfucker would never reach the heights of a Michael Jackson or a Prince or anybody like that. You see what I'm saying? So I really think it's just something that they change, and once they change it, it's changed forever. So people come out, because of course, when you have a, a, a person that reaches that level, you're already going to have copycats. Everybody's going to copy them for a very long time, trying to do what they did to get to the height. But what people don't understand is that the the part of creativity it has to come from you that's what makes it a creative thing you're not creative just because you can do what this person did you're just smart you're just doing what they did you see what i'm saying but the creativity true creativity is taking 
you learn the art and then you're like, I'm going to do this with the art. I'm not going to do what they did because that was their thing. I'm going to do what I do. And you have to create a perspective to have that type of thing. That's the most people don't create perspective because they're like, well, I can dance like Michael Jackson. I don't have to dance like anybody else because that got him to this level. I'll just do like him. And they will make a lot of money. They will be a celebrity for it, but they will never reach that level of genius or just stand out like he did. Unless they change it up and make uh, make it their own. That's like you yeah. have to do it. Yeah, you learn the basis of the art, and then you use the basis to to whatever create whatever perspective you created in life that is indicative to you to change it to what makes you great or ma- what makes you a genius. What James? I would love because f- I I can't paraphrase it, but I would love for everyone here to get the pen and teller analogy of juggling versus magic. It's it's very apropos to what you're discussing it, it, in the idea that like juggling is a learned skill. You can do this much with juggling. Magic is lying. It's literally fooling you. It's getting you to think. If you watch the best juggler on the world, you can still say, yeah, you just practice enough and you can do that shit. <laughs> Look, it's a motor skill. <laughs> right. Exactly. But it, but it's, it's entertainment. You can be entertaining with just it being a motor skill. But what makes it truly great is usually when somebody makes you like, how the fuck did they do that? How did they make me laugh this hard? How did they make me think this hard? How did they make me question what the fuck I know about life? And it's like magic is a good example of that where somebody is literally doing something that is just a motor skill, but they're making you believe that that can't possibly be a motor skill. Yeah. Whereas juggling, you know it's a motor skill. But I think that's what we fucked up as we took all of the mystery and surprise out of everything. I think I remember when I first seen they started doing that uh that magic show where the dude was doing all the tricks and showing you how he was doing it. I'm like, oh, that's fucked up because you're taking the magic out of the magic. You see what I'm saying? And I think the better balance of that is um, oddly Penn and Teller show fool us where they have a guy do a trick and then Penn and Teller are there to watch it and then they say. Did you do it this way? But they use like codes so that they're not blowing up his spot. So they'll be like, are you familiar with the color color angle? And then they'll be like, yes, that's exactly how I did it. However, if they say no, and they get indignant about it and say, no, I didn't do that. It's like, so you're telling me you didn't do this, 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 and this. And they'll be real honest. It's like you see that's that's, that's bullshit, man. What what does it matter how I did it? I did it. If you want to know how I did it, you go through the discipline of learning magic, and then you can do it too. But you don't just get to do it just because I told you how to do it. And that's the problem. No, 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 that's no, no, why no. every no, that's why everybody thinks they can do everything because they've been told how it's done. So now I can just research how it's done and do it exactly how that person did it. And now I can have a career doing the art that I really don't even I haven't learned on my own. You're misunderstanding me because what. What they do is they give you the opportunity where they ask you in a code that only a magician would know. Like, trust me, I've watched every episode. They'll be like, did you do it with the color method? And people are like, and they'll be like, you're 100% right. Just like, you got it. Like, you don't need to say any fucking more because it's still a good fucking trick. Like, sometimes, like, the guys are like, no, I didn't. Like, if they try to lie because they don't, it's like, dude, just say So do they ever have to, so if they guess right, do they like, oh, that's right? Yeah. Do they tell you how the trick is done? No. 
You be, you don't understand. It's but not like all you I have to learn. All you, you have to learn is the moves. patterns of behavior they're using to hide what they're trying to hide, and you know what they're saying. Yes, but you don't. We, in magic, like some of this documentation doesn't exist, and for most of us, we don't really want to know. Like honestly, is it that big a fucking deal? Yeah, like we know how a woman gets sawed in half, but if somebody does like a really prolific trick, and it's like there's hundreds of years of like sleight of hand and magic tricks that are like how you do these kinds of things. It's a generalized idea. And so it's like, if you develop a new move that nobody's ever thought of before and they say, Hey, did you do Did you do the, uh, you know, the, the one five seven and it's like, and they'll be like, does that mean something to you? Like where they keep it vague enough that if you're not industry, you're not going to get it, nor are you really going to go fucking digging for it. And they just say, yep, you, I, I know exactly what you're saying. We don't need to talk about this anymore. You got me all good. And then there's only been like one or two where like a guy was like, they were like, did you do, you know, similar code? And they were like, absolutely not. And they were like, you're sure that it wasn't this? And they'll be very direct. And you're like, no. And they're like, all right, let's do this. And then they have somebody that knows how it's done. And they'll be like, yeah, no, dude, you should have fucking shut the fuck up. Cause it's now your bullshit. trick's fucking ruined. That, that's you tricking yourself into believing you not doing it, but you really are telling how the joke is done, but whatever. That's fine. If you enjoy it, if you good. can find like, honestly, it's text only. Yeah. My thing is that people should be drawn to art forms. It shouldn't be something that a motherfucker that ain't got no personality looks and says, I'm going to do that because that gains attention. You got a lot of people like that in comedy. They aren't funny people, but they know comedy gains attention, so they get into it. And those are the motherfuckers that get off stage and cry and go beat themselves up every time they have a bad set because they need that validation. They got into comedy, not because it's an art and I want to develop and I want to be the best comedian. They got into it because I seen you laugh at other people. I want you to laugh at me. So whenever you don't laugh at me, I feel hurt. Yeah, that's a problem. And when I'm hurt, I can't tell my jokes right, and it's your fault. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I listened to see y'all last week, man, about that shit. I've had people do that. Like, because you know, my, you know my, my, my particular type of humor. I like to talk about the shit people don't talk about. So I'll get on stage, and I'll talk about porn. I'll talk about sex. I'll talk about infidelity. I'll talk about all this stuff. And then somebody get up there with some bullshit-ass jokes. They really ain't funny anyway. You know what I'm saying? And they get up there like, well, this guy was just talking about all this crazy stuff before me, so my jokes really oh, didn't hit like that. I'm God, like, yeah, yo, no, joke's funny, yeah, yo, joke's funny. because your jokes are whack, dude, son. Yeah. That's, that goes, dude, I hate when people jump on my fucking set after I'm done. I fucking hate that shit so much. Because, like, don't, no. I mean, and I and the, the excuse they use is such bullshit. Like, hey, you're the crowd was thinking it too. So fucking what, dude? Like, do your fucking material and just do, just do your material. The only time I've seen that hit the only time I kind of respected it. I did it once myself and it worked, but and it's, it was it was real quick and it wasn't anything like shitty. Well, was, the thing is, is it works every time. That's why people crutch it. Yeah. The only time I respected anybody for doing it was when I saw Norm MacDonald when I was at USC. This is 20 years ago. Yeah. And his opener um, said a joke about like, he was doing a Jesus joke and somebody in the crowd was just like, but Jesus was black and it fucking threw him. And he didn't know what the fuck to do, and it killed the whole last half of his set, or maybe the last like five minutes. And then Norm came out, and he was like, "Something to the face, like I, I don't know much, but I know that Jesus was black." And then it was just like every like validated. It was just like, "Well, I'm not talking about that." Like, yeah, you can riff. That's the only time I've seen somebody call back the opener or the person that was on before him where it wasn't cunty. 
Yeah. Well, no, yeah, or you can riff. You can riff off another person's set in respect to the set. I'm talking about when you. I'm not even talking about on stage. I'm talking about when the motherfucker will come to you or their uh, excuse for bombing is because you did certain type of material. Oh, fuck that. And this, that, this is like afterwards where they're talking to other oh. people like this, that, and the other. Yeah, man. I've that's, been blamed. That's content. If you riff on me on stage, I'm going to talk to you on stage. Like if you try to pick apart my act because of what I said, I you will yeah, be no, hearing from, me from the audience. Yeah, you, you've opened <laughs> yeah. the door. Yeah. Exactly, I'm, not, I'm. That's bullshit. Like you can riff off my set. Like if I said something that you got a joke about or you got a funny quip about, I don't give a fuck about that. But you're not going to get up there and criticize my set because your shit ain't going well. Because then you're going to have to deal with me either during your set or afterwards. <laughs> Do we have plugs for next for this week? No, I ain't got shit. Uh, when does this go out? <laughs> uh, today. Okay. Uh, uh, oh, I do. That, that's August fifth. Uh, <laughs> I did a show a week ago and it was awesome. <laughs> I got a show at the Mercury Cafe um, on the tenth at ten o'clock. No, I ain't got nothing going on to the end of the month. Uh, we'll get there then. Yeah, we get there. Any parting shots? Hey, uh, just hey, well, how, how many views or, or listens or whatever do I get to tell my story soon? Yeah, don't forget about the story. We're about there next week. Oh, let's I, tell, I, let's I tell the story at the party. Tell the story at the party. If we do a podcast. That means you have to get here. I'm going to get here, motherfucker. You better get here before fucking midnight. I can't guarantee that. I can't guarantee I'll still be here at midnight. That's just a reality. What? Then you ain't going to... When you going to come then? When you coming? I mean, doesn't this thing happen during the day too? No, it's 8, yeah, yeah. 8 p.m. Is hey, the oh, gotcha. Word, yeah. It's going to be I two mean, hours and then... I'm just, just going to help get... Cause it's, I'm, I'm just taking a day off so I can... Help get ready and stuff. So get I thought we were up. like grilling and shit. My bad. There might be some of that, but it's gonna be PM. Just fucking I'm fine. Yeah, man. That's when the creeps come out. I'm and like, we're trying to turn tired. that other basement room so the former housemate that's gone, like that's all. We might be turning that into the smoking lounge or the weed lounge because tobacco just doesn't happen in the house. Now nah, let me have a bedroom in your house. I'll pay you rent. A <laughs> uh, what? I'll pay you rent. Let me have a bedroom in your house just so I can stay if I need to stay in Denver. I know I got a place. How much would you charge me? Which is about eight hundred thousand. What talk? fuck you? I'm no, asking. I'm not going to charge you more than Hamill pays, and that's about all I'm going to say on the air about okay. that. Because if I tell people what Hamill pays to live in this house, and I'm going to have riot. people fucking emailing the shit out. Hey, Can I live there? Yeah. If it's good enough, shit, I show will. I just it's the cheapest rent in town, except you have to live next door to Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> you got to share a fuck dungeon with him too. Yeah, it's pretty bad. My last roommate left because of it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait.